You are now listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. No, I'm just Welcome to our network. <laughs> We're going to do our intro now entirely with our mouths. Uh, <laughs> That's the only beat I know. Yeah, because fuck it. Why not? I don't care. Today is Sunday, March 1st. We also, oh, 2020. We 2020. 2020. You are now listening to the Rough and Tumble Said we're gonna start rambling off the date so that mm-hmm. people that are catching up on episodes um, that might be listening to us recap fights or whatever because we're notoriously great at uh, recapping fights. Uh, we've done two now, and nobody has learned anything about the mm-hmm. fights. Um, and prepare for another one. This weekend was UFC Fight Night. Norfolk. 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 I've heard so many people say that wrong. Norfolk? Yeah. Like How Dana, can you fuck that up? Dana White said Norfolk on mm-hmm. uh, on his thing. Does it make any sense? And uh, yeah, so we had we had a friend mm-hmm. uh, this weekend fight on the on UFC fight night. He had downtown. Yeah, down, downtown TJ Brown. Downtown friend of the podcast. Brown. He's been mm-hmm. on the podcast. He'll be on the podcast again. Yep. Um, soon, actually. He promised mm-hmm. us. He did promise. No take backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it didn't go his way. He uh, he ended up losing via a guillotine choke. Um, was it a guillotine or was it like a bulldog choke? No, it was it was a guillotine choke. He so TJ had passed guard mm-hmm. um, in order to defend, which usually is what it takes. Oh, yeah, it's the way to go. He uh, it was that high elbow uh, guillotine, mm, kind of like the Marcelotine style. Yeah, and did you could tell that this dude's squeeze was insane. Yeah, and he got his neck. You know, like you, you've been in those guillotines oh, where, like, yeah. sometimes your neck is at an angle where it's just like it doesn't matter what you do; mm-hmm. they've got that angle, and you're not recovering that posture. Yep. Um, that's kind of what happened. He ended up going out and uh, feel for him, but like he, his coaches and like he said, they've been there before. Yeah, and they'll uh, recover and come back and do it again. Um, but really dominant performance. Yeah, up I, until I that heard point. It. I didn't get to watch the fight. Um, I was out of service range. Um, so on the way back from North Arkansas, um, I was waiting for service to come back so I could at least get a follow-up. And uh, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it wasn't the follow-up that I was hoping for. But at the same time, you know, I think TJ's proven that he's supposed to be there. Um, he's dominant. They were, they were looking at some of the statistics. And this is the ironic statistic of it, is that um, based on um, – Griffin's finishes and TJ's finishes. TJ had a 92% finish rate, which yeah, is extremely good. Huge. And I think that Griffin's was somewhere in the 70% range. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even even looking at that, yes, it's a little ironic that someone with a lower finish rate finished a guy with a higher percentage finish rate. But at the same time, that's the way the game goes. And yeah. I can only imagine what it must have felt like to be in there. You know, I know that initially – the the nerves had to be insane and i imagine they calm down once the fight gets going you know but um 
it is what it is, man. Like that's the thing that's crazy about MMA, and it's the thing that's crazy about even Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I look at it this every time I lose, which is often. Um, <laughs> I always look at it and go, you know what, dude? Every year at the Worlds and every year at the Pans, World Champions lose and Pan Am Champions lose. Yeah, I've had I've you know? had several fights um, where we walked away from it. And I was like, dude, like. You just got caught. You yeah. know, like there was just no other way to explain it. It's not necessarily a fluke because that guy was waiting for that moment. Right. I don't, you know, like, and, uh, and, and Matt had said it. He said that, uh, don't, don't discount the choke. Like that's a pet move of that guy's. Mm -hmm. He's been, he's been honing that in the gym. We all have those goofy moves. I have a whole series of them, um, that I do. Yeah. And you won your one of your black belt matches. Before. Yeah, <laughs> so. I almost submitted another uh, another guy the other day <laughs> with it, um, but it that's just yeah that's the game and uh, and I think you know he, he'll watch that fight and and see the mistakes that he mm -hmm. made and uh, and come back and and fix it and and fight differently. Uh, that whole card though, like. God damn it. Luis Pena you, won. Luis Pena won. By decision. I don't So, again, I didn't okay, see the here's fight. something I want to bring up. He did this a lot. And, okay, so it dawned on me maybe this is the reason that it's happening, but it's driving me crazy. When people are have their back against the cage, mm -hmm. right? Let's say I have your back and I, and I have my back against the cage. Like we're kind of sitting up on one side. Okay. And my back up against the cage. It would make more sense for me to use my bottom arm. Okay, if we're posted up on the right side, for me to use my bottom arm to wrap up the rear naked choke, because then your escape is to roll to get me to the side that the cage is on, right? So my overhook needs to be on the open side, mm -hmm. not the closed side where the cage is at. Does that make sense? It does. So why is everybody trying to choke with that top arm? When their escape is to roll, is to is right there. I think just because of the cage control. No, are I, they afraid that they're? I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I think it's out of habit because they've got the over under and they're attacking with the arm that they're normally just used whatever to arm is over. Yeah, that's what they've been taught for years and years and years. Is that overhook arm is what you um, use to attack the neck, which it is ninety nine percent of the time. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. And so I think that's what it is. It's just falling back on training. Here's um, the only thing that I – no, that doesn't even make sense because then your head would be on the other side. So your head would be on top. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't I don't understand. I've seen it uh, – Luis Pena was doing it a lot. I've seen it in countless other fights. Everybody's been doing it. Um, there was somebody recently that they were – Colby Covington. Mm -hmm. It was the same problem. He was trying to uh, choke from that from – that, uh, that, what was it? The close – yeah, the close side or whatever. It's just it's hard to describe in a podcast. I yeah, wish I could is. just sit down and be like, "This is the position I'm talking about." Um, well, that's why we need <laughs> we need mats for the, for the I know. video. Um, but still, we wouldn't be able to describe it. It drives me nuts, dude. That whole card, uh, for the most part, except for those those prelims. Honestly, that whole card was dog shit. It was horrible. Everything that was that was run. Uh, like the well, whole thing. I don't know. Is Virginia first, a place that the UFC's ever been? Yeah, they went last year. Because when I Googled um, UFC Norfolk, yeah. it was Dustin Poirier when he beat Anthony Pettis. Okay. It was in Norfolk. Yeah. It's just, dude, what's up with their commission? Uh, their, ref, their refs? There was one ref that looked like it was his very first time refing. Probably was. They probably do like an internship type deal, you know? Like, 
You the, know, I don't know. The like Kuda, big brother, the big Kudalaba Ankalov. Mm-hmm. Have you, did you hear about that at all? It sounds like you said Willy Wonka on the chocolate yeah, factory. Yeah, so I'm going I'm to pull it up right here on the iPad because I have it right here. Um, Stephanie, you're fired. I don't know why you're not doing this already. Yeah. Uh, well, we found a reason to fire Good job. You, so. This is world record status for shortest uh, day of work. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Once the ad's done playing. Okay, watch this. They call his name. Here's what he does. Bitch. <laughs> he knows the fight didn't start yet, right? Yeah. I don't think so, honestly. So then... He doesn't speak any English, maybe. I yeah, don't... he says, we're fighting. We're going to fight right here. This is us. He's like... <laughs> it's like he's saying... Here we he's go. Like, <laughs> he's like making sure that everyone's on the same page. Like, I hope they show the... I hope they show the... Uh... No, they're not going to. So... That was the stoppage. The stoppage is what's crazy. Um, are, are you trying to pull that up right now? Okay, I'm going to explain it for, for those of you that haven't seen it. So here's what happened is he started... He gets slapped with a left hook, like a long-range slapping left hook he gets hit with on the inside of the glove, right? Like with the inside of the knuckles. Not a clean shot. Um, And he legitimately, he starts doing like the the rope and dope, like, oh, you know? And you can tell that's just a part of what he's doing. He's just super intense and ridiculous. So he starts doing that. Then he immediately swings back, right? Then uh, it happens a couple more times where the guy throws. And it, it's completely blocked. They showed it in the slow motion replay. It's completely blocked. He re, he returns fire. The ref jumps in and stops the fight while he's throwing, while he's returning with legitimate punches. Oh wow! And they stop the fight. I mean, the place just starts booing like crazy. That poor guy. Um, and so he's playing, and and the guy immediately is like saying, like, no, 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 like that's not this is that's not what this is, and. Uh, and so he he, he kind of got ripped off. Everybody got ripped off on that. Jesus Christ, the the fuck Siri. <laughs> um, my Siri just popped up. But anyways, uh, so he, he gets ripped off on that, and uh, they, everybody gets ripped off on it because it was about to be a barn burner. Yeah, and they stopped it within like forty seconds, I think. And uh, to of not, the first round to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus I mean, like Christ. off of the first exchange, very Jesus first exchange, Christ. he starts acting like he's wobbly. And what I think got I mean, him, I mean, the UFC has had some pretty questionable situations in the past where it's it's looked like the fight was fixed, but this is probably takes the cake. <laughs> I don't, I don't think this, I don't think this was that. I think no, this was that the referee. Ref. And see, like everybody's, everybody's saying that like the referee doesn't know what he's doing. He's there, he can see it, but at the same time, like. Dude, you're in a really fucking intense moment. You know, like I can't mm-hmm. necessarily blame it on the referee because that would be probably the same way. Like, oh, you know, like the, a lot of times those look like legitimate punches. How many yeah. times do you see that happen and then watch it in slow-mo? And like, well, I mean, I've refed for uh, the AGF and, uh, and I'm here to tell you. Um, I've as, a it, I, as a referee myself. As a referee myself, you know, I just let kids break each other's arms. Yeah. That's because the then there's choice. no question about what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, um, that's where you and I differ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like to think that like the this this ref like I give him a backstory and like so he spent like the last seven years like refing like little league baseball and stuff like that <laughs> yeah and like and then jumps into this and yeah and then like he shows up to work one day and it's like hey guys it happened I got <laughs> I got called up to the big show the big leagues I'm going to the big leagues and everybody like throws him a party they're like Frank's gonna do it for all of us <laughs> and then he gets out there and he's like never ever gonna ref for the UFC again. And then now he goes back and he's shamed and like, and they're like, it's okay, man. Everybody makes mistakes. And there's just a whole series. I'm going to stop you right there. And then he kills himself. You've already gone too long with this. (laughs) 
Um, I was watching it in my head. It was a great movie. Dude, we're on track for the best recap of any card that we've ever done because I'm really hyped about how fucking shitty this card was. It's so bad. <laughs> That's so, the key. On top of all that, the judges apparently were scoring rounds before they were finished. Mm, TJ Brown's TJ fight Brown, yeah. was one of the judges scored that he won the first two rounds when he lost, he was submitted in the second round. Mm -hmm. So judges are scoring the round before they're finished. I don't think that it's because of fixed fights. That's not what I think that it is. Let me be clear about that. Um, I think that it's poor judging. It's right. poor. It's just highlighting the the need for education in the in the judging system when it comes to MMA. Well, and I've judged I've judged fights before. I've judged MMA fights before, and it's so as a ref for the AGF, what <laughs> <laughs> I judged a little bit league softball game one time, and uh, no, but I I understand the thinking behind it because you see a dominant round uh, in the first minute, minute and a half, and you're like, this guy's got it won. Yeah, really. he's going to keep this up. It's, you know, there's not much that the other guy can do at this point to convince me otherwise. Um, in which case, you have a notebook next to you mm -hmm. where you're taking those notes during a round, um, not on the scorecard. Um, so that was going on. Then there was, which fight, what was that fight? It was, uh, it was the co-main event. The, the girls, females, the, the girls, the ladies. Let me find it. Felicia Spencer mm -hmm. versus Zara Farin. Farin, Zara should not have ever been yeah, allowed to step about into that. that cage. Yeah, you, you, we were, we were having that discussion prior, and and um, and you mentioned that she basically looked like she had no idea what she was doing. I know, I know that it's because of the state of went woo. Oh, Johnny! Just <laughs> my went, foot just hit just the went thing. down. I about broke my foot We're in the done. process. Thank God you have insurance. Yeah. <laughs> we think. <laughs> um, so it's because of the state of women's MMA. There's there's, there's not enough competitors. There's one to person fill in that gap. division. Yeah. There's nobody. There's no other. Uh, there's Megan Anderson who got mm -hmm. a knockout in that fight. She's an interesting contender, but the rest of them are pretty much dog shit. Um, and it reminded me of a boxing fight that uh, that I'd watched recently that Don King had pulled a guy mm. out of a mental hospital for this boxing fight. Was it Arkham Asylum? Yeah. Uh, and the guy ended up bawling his eyes out after the, after the end of the first round. And it's... Well, it's because who knows what Don King told him. Oh, you know, yeah. He probably told him that like, hey, no, it, it, it's a, you know, we're, we're actually... Um, we're having a banquet. We're having a dinner, <laughs> and it's in your honor. <laughs> and he shows up, and he's like, "I can't eat with these gloves on." Boxing is boxing is an interesting. Uh, you need to click on the yeah the green one. Green means go. There you go. Um, boxing it the way that they do that, and I think this is starting to to come up in what's happening in MMA because even the men, some of the men's MMA, seems like it's going a little bit backwards in the newer division in the in the in the in the rookie leagues, like in the, or not in the rookie leagues, what am I trying to say? The know. newcomers in the UFC. Okay. A lot of times you're like, man, they, they're just, they don't have the talent that I would expect from somebody that's, you know, got in this much UFC. hype and yeah. coming in. Um, there's a lot of like the heavyweights, light heavyweights. And what I think is happening is a little bit of 
people are figuring out that boxing, the way that boxing is ran and, and their records are run, uh, they're starting to do with the MMA. And they're starting to pad their records a little bit. Oh, yeah. Prior to coming up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which has been common practice in MMA, in mm-hmm. boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, however, whenever... So the way that right, we ran my MMA career, I can only speak for that, um, was the my very first pro fight. I had one, like the number one guy in the state in my division. And then, uh, but my amateur fights was like, you get a couple easy, not necessarily easy fights, but like, oh, and oh guy. He's right. never fought before. You're probably going to beat him up. You've been training a little bit longer than him. You should be able to beat him up. And then after a couple of those, you start getting thrown in there with like, this guy's a little bit tougher. Let's see what happens here. Then you start te- getting tested and you're like, okay, now like I'm really going against tough guys. Am I ready to go pro or do I need to kind of dial it back and uh, go against a, a couple scrubs a little bit and, you know, get my experience up, whatever. And then by the time you're pro, you're, you're, you're ready, right? right? Like by the time I went pro, I wanted to feel like, you know, I could conceivably within five to 10 fights start my run in the UFC. Um, and did not do that. Mm-mm. But um, so what I think is happening now is they're padding the records as if the boxing, uh, like they do with boxing, where they will bring in scrubs. By the time a guy has a, t- a title fight, he's got sixty fights. I talked to you know. I want to say I talked. It was Boris. Um, so Boris is the kickboxing coach at, at Westside, and mm-hmm. the guy's. Uh, uh, and honestly, he's a he's a. Uh, a legend in the local sport. I mean, the guys, you know, was a heavyweight kickboxing champion. The guys old school. Um, they, they were doing. There's a documentary being made about him and stuff, you know, and and it's it's pretty cool. And he and he's a super nice guy. But I was having a uh, conversation with him, and he was telling me about how guys in the boxing world, you would have a person who who had an okay record. So we were having a discussion about like the ranking systems, like mm-hmm. you know, in, in a perfect world. Basically, the number one seated athlete and the number two seated athlete would fight each other. Right. But then you have situations where the top rank, uh, the the um, the what do you call it, the number one contender or whatever, yeah. doesn't even get a title fight, and you got like an, the number eight ranked guy fighting the t- for the title. You know, weird stuff like that. And um, he said in the boxing world, they would do that on purpose to pad fights or to give guys a longer run at the title. Yep. And they would pay the other guys off. Like knowing, you know, the guys would be like, I'm not taking that fight. Like that's, I'm going to get murdered. And mm-hmm. so they would say, okay, we will pay you $750,000 to take this fight. Knowing you're probably going to get your ass beat because they wanted to pad the other guy's record a little bit more with at least top 15 contenders, you know? I can't um, speak for, from experience with that specific world, mm-hmm. but I can absolutely definitely see that. Yeah, You know, like. Oh, uh, Zara. Okay. Oh, I love it. The la- we got a laser pointer, everything. So what is that? Significant strike. She landed 46.4. Let me tell you, I don't think that those were, those weren't significant strikes. I mean, her head is straight up and down mm. while she's throwing, the, throwing these strikes and she's, she's bum rushing and she showed signs of good punching technique as far right. as like corkscrewing out her her straight punches but just zero uh zero strategy zero idea of how any of it 
kind of just out there winging it like yeah. they, like maybe they didn't have like an actual she, strategy she for took her. a couple boxing classes and then went to it you know um and then the main event davison figueroa versus joseph benavidez yeah benavidez miss weight no uh the other guy miss weight figueroa uh who i love i love that him he's he's super talented kickboxer he's uh trained by wallet ismail mm-hmm. and uh He's just freaking. He's he's a monster. He and missed he, weight. It's the first time he's missed weight, though. But it was a title fight. It is. However, because it's his first time, I can kind of you know like who knows know. what went on, man. I've, I don't know. I've missed, I agree. I've yeah. missed weight countless times. <laughs> yeah, but you also weren't fighting for a title in the UFC. Um, like part of your job description is to make weight. It is. But it's a it's a pretty extreme practice that it, it is an extreme practice, but it doesn't change the fact that when I went to Taco Bell last night and I ordered a particular order and they missed one item that was on there, I'm still pissed. I went back in and got it. Why? Because you have one fucking job. Now, one now, job. The chick okay. at the window has one job. But the job of the lady say, at the window is to go, here are the I don't even care if they have I don't what if, I don't what even if, dude, what if homeboy got the flu? What if he got sick in the middle of his wake cut? Then I you mean, pull like, out of the fight. Dude, that's pull out of the happening. fight. Well, I mean, As that's, so what's more ridiculous? You pull out of a fight due to an, an, an illness that can be proven by documentation and medical records, or you miss weight on a title fight and look like a fucking retard? I don't know, man. Like, if you thought he could make Especially weight. Especially with the coronavirus going like, around, you could have easily explained <laughs> it on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, there are circumstances in which. Of course, I've missed weight. Without, beyond the person's control that can make that happen. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on the reasoning. That he missed weight. I'm not you know saying what? I that. I take like, back what I said. I've actually never missed weight in a situation where I was required to make a weight class. Like I've never missed weight in 12 years. The only time I missed weight was at Naga, and it was only because I planned to do 145 and couldn't make 145, and so I just signed up for the 155 division. Yeah, Naga will let you move around anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I never, I've never missed, and I'm not even a fucking professional. Man, I made. Uh... I had one time I missed weight in at a tournament, and they go, the guy goes, ah, oh, you look like you worked hard. Here you go. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me the card. I was like, thanks, bro. I did work hard. That's um, hilarious. No, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he, he's made weight every time in that weight class, which is a low weight class. It's tough to get to. You. So and at what point? First time, so. so after Jeffrey Dahmer's first victim, do we go? You're ridiculous. I'm this not. Be- black and white. <laughs> black and white. How's it black there's and white? The, there's no gray area. You're you. No, there's no, no gray area. You're black and white with it. There's I'm, no gray area. Not when it comes to that level of of the sport. No, there's I'm, no black. It's black and white. It's unfortunate. No, you know what? I take. I take it. It's not. It's not ideal that he missed weight. It wouldn't be professional if he made he missed weight. It, it's not perfect. It's not so professional that he missed. He, yeah, it's unprofessional that he go. missed weight. Yes, but I don't think that people should automatically like. People were booing him when he yeah, came out. I would have booed him. All of that. Like, it's just an overreaction. Like, you honestly, you have no I idea actually, what went uh, on. I would have held up a sign him. that says, you know, He would because you're back. that kind of person. <laughs> you would probably also tell him to stand up. Yeah. Just stand up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, <laughs> Joseph Benavidez should. If you're trying to, if, you're, if you want to get into MMA, learn how to throw a, a goddamn jab. And make Please. Weight. Everybody just learn how to throw a jab before you do your MMA career. Who, so when you showed me that recap earlier, um, who was the guy that didn't realize the fight hadn't started yet? 
Oh, Cardo, I don't know. Oh, so it was a different fight? Than, okay, yeah, that was yeah, the main event? Fight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, like, that's... Jesus, this is... That, that was our hour-long recap of UFC Fight Night that nobody cares about, and you're welcome. It was the worst card ever, and uh, I don't ever want to watch another UFC because of it. It was horrible. The only... It's awfully black and white of you. Yeah, the only good fight was uh, TJ's, man. Yeah. It was... Anyways, um, we haven't even talked about... <laughs> We do this every time. We have a topic. We do have a topic. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. I'm excited because we have a lot of like, we have a whole uh, whiteboard full of of topics written mm-hmm. down. Stephanie, can you please stop eating while we're doing our episode? <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel uncomfortable while you're eating over there. Um She's like, she only eats soft food so that it doesn't make noise. Yeah, she's trying so hard to be quiet and we're making it horrible. She's eating a granola because it's a soft food. Um, you're fired again. Uh, <laughs> we're paying that one forward. That's yeah, twice in two, one episode. Twice in a, you know, you're really starting to, <laughs> with your attitude earlier. Mm. I didn't notice that she had an attitude, but I also trust you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. We've got we've got a really good list of episodes that fit kind of our niche of just fucking weird stuff. Um, and I'm excited about it. And uh so the uh the oh yeah, our episode is Bruce Lee. It is Bruce Lee. Myth or legend. Myth or legend. Wait, so, what's the difference between a myth myth and a legend? So myth myth is, or real life. No, the other way around. Legend is a legend. Legend is a myth, right? That's the same thing. No. A myth is a You're a, a legend, legend based on your accomplishments. A myth is accomplishments that are not um, founded in fact. They're assumptions. So when people say legend has it. You know what? What's that mean? I take that back because how many times have you heard people say the man, the myth, the legend? Right. So it's the same thing. So yeah, it is. So we probably shouldn't have said that. So instead, so it's... wait, is the man the same thing as the legend mm-hmm. and a myth? Men don't exist. Nope. Holy shit! Count it. Men don't exist. Zach would agree. Men Zach are and he would agree. A myth. <laughs> uh, um, wow. So then we'll say we'll say um, Bruce Lee, fact or fiction? There we go. There we fact go. or fiction? Yeah. Um, I don't think they had fax machines back then. They didn't. Um, they, my grandmother would so have sent a fax if they did. Fax. Facts or fiction. <laughs> Put a fax machine on it. Um, so the reason we wanted to bring this up is we've been kind of on this um, this trend of, of uh, well, actually, the reason you guys wanted to bring it up. It yeah. wasn't even us that brought it up. Yeah. It was, uh, we had a YouTube comment. So if any, can you pull that up and let's see if we can like uh, read through those comments. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to put your granola bar away for two seconds, yeah. oh. uh, <laughs> you don't have to do your job, but it'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to give you shit every time that we talk to you on here. Yeah. That's not what this. We is don't want to set that precedence. Yeah. but today that's what we're doing. Right now, that's what yeah. I feel like doing. So, yeah. um, sorry, <laughs> we're the talent. So yeah, you got to deal with this. <laughs> Anyways, the the reason that you guys wanted to bring it up is after we did our Count Dante episode, we had a lot of comments about like. Uh, somebody had said that their favorite myth, mythical uh, Unicorn, martial artist, martial artist, was Bruce Lee. Right, and of course that gets you know my dog going. Um, <laughs> he's out there barking now because of it. And uh, what's going on out there? I know. I thought I heard a man's voice, and then I realized it was on the uh, it was on the computer that Stephanie was bringing up. It's okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So. You guys had said something about that it was your favorite. It was your favorite myth. 
mythical martial artist and we're kind of thinking like what is a mythical martial artist you yeah know, like how do you how do you describe that because from everything that i don't want to get too far put the 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 cart in front of the horse but mm. he described himself as such and pretty much lived seemed to have lived up to yeah that. that was the crazy part because the thing is is that Here's the thing. The thing. Here's the thing with Mitchell um, Hall. During that time, <laughs> it was easy to to make up wild facts because we didn't have the internet. Scientology got away with it for a fucking long time. So did the Mormons. No offense to the Mormons, but like the not the Mormons themselves, but like the the fundamentalist ones, the ones that are like the extreme. You know, mm. like they a lot of you see that in a lot of cultures where they, like hell China, like they they uh, there was no internet for people to self-educate. And so it kind of came down to people just creating their own myths and there was no way to fact check it. And now we can fact check everything. So we were kind of looking at it going, you know what? We're going to call these motherfuckers out. We're going to go back. We're going to do some real research. Yeah. And we're going to see if these people were who they said they were, right? Uh, so that's what led us to the Count Dante situation where we were looking up this dojo war guy or whatever and come to find out the guy who was was fucking badass. Well, he... He was, he was, uh, he was exactly who he said he was. No, he was he false. He was the deadest man on the planet. <laughs> he was false in almost everything that he was doing. We don't he know. He was that. just fucking cool. You know he what I also found guy. out about that is that he did, uh, he cut hair. Yeah. For the Playgirls. Hugh Hefner. For would, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. I knew he was a hairdresser. I didn't know Best he was that I level mean, of a hairdresser. I don't know. Okay. Dude. So can you read that comment? Can you see that? What's it there? say? What's it say? The one that this dude comment, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking a vision test. <laughs> Let me stand up and read that real quick. In my opinion, Bruce Lee was the godfather of fake martial arts. Yeah. So, and what's the guy's name who said that? What's the person's name? Red pill. Oh yeah, black so red, pill. No, knowledge. I thought it was red pill, blue pill. Red pill, black, black pill, knowledge. Yeah, red pill, black pill, knowledge. So, um, and then here's um, what's funny too: is we're also going to charge that guy for a sponsorship. Somebody. Somebody also commented, interesting, this probably happened before you guys were even bored. I know, like, well, no shit. Okay, Boomer, of course it happened. This is Black Dragon Kenpo, which Black is Dragon oddly Kenpo, fitting yeah. for, I don't think that Count Dante even died. I think that's <laughs> Count Dante. I think it is, too. He's like, listen here, young bucks. Yeah. Um, the thing, he was super nice about it. I remember reading it, and it kind of came across as catty. And then he I had, almost it, commented, but I was like, no. Yeah, he, he kind of seemed like, like he was. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what, dude? He took time to write on the on the page. If you're listening you know, to Black Dragon Kenpo, I didn't, I didn't yeah, mean to. I'm I sorry, think you're man. a good dude. Yeah. I think you should continue to follow our page and give us as much constructive uh, feedback as you've been giving. Also, your money. Yep. Um, um, so if you're not a subscriber, Patreon. <laughs> if you're not a subscriber to the YouTube, uh, you're you're part of the problem. So, yeah. um, I don't know if you subscribe. It did happen before we were born. Um, so did the Civil War. Uh, World with, War One, as with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think McDonald's happened before I was born. I don't know. Maybe right around the time I was born. Oh, so, yeah. You know the 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 moral of the story is is that uh, Black Dragon. There's a lot of things that happened before I was born. <laughs> Black Dragon. So <laughs> okay. Uh, so Bruce Lee, is he a myth? Are the things that he's saying uh, a myth? Let's go back a little bit. Uh, just as far as his life, because his let's early learn life. about Bruce Lee the man. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie did a great job with our uh, with our investigatory work again. She's getting better. Thank you, Stephanie. She got us uh, all of this. Anyways, Bruce made his first appearance in the movies 
as a baby in the film Golden Gate Girl. Golden Gate Girl, which was actually a porno. Was it really? I don't know. Oh, it sounds you like said it. That, uh, you said you'd been studying all week. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Coming in with the real fact. He was, was the he was, was the baby. Porn. So what it ha- so in the in the beginning of the movie, um the two main characters have sex. Okay. Anyways, by the time <laughs> Lee was 18, he had appeared in 20 films. In 1958, Bruce Lee won the Hong Kong School Boxing Tournament, knocking out the previous champion so, in the final round. He so by the time he was eighteen, I bet Bruce Lee has a job. Yeah, he <laughs> he was he had been in twenty movies by the time he was eighteen years old. Now yeah. my question is, and this is something we couldn't find out because I, I did research and look into it, but like, so his parents are the ones that got him started in movies, yeah. obviously, uh-huh. you know. So um, I think it said something. I think I read something about his dad or one of his parents like being an actor. Or something yeah, like that. I mean, obviously he was a in a and then. You're 18 years old and you're in 20 movies already. Um, but I think in Hong Kong at the time, it was really easy to get into movies. Yeah, I don't know what they're... Because well, those guys were putting out... Like, look at all your Hong Kong Kung Fu. Yeah, that's they're putting out a movie time, a week. Around the time. But it, that was like big, big business in mm-hmm. China. I know. I've um, seen the movie Enter the Dragon. Or, or what was it called? The What was the movie that was made about his life? Made about his life? Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm not sure. It's the only. It's the first time I was introduced. Anyways, I think that I think that him winning the boxing tournament adds a lot of background and yeah, because credibility it, to what it he's talks doing. about the fact that he was obviously a, a true martial artist in the beginning of his career. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think that he was ever not a true martial right. artist. Honestly, um, the fact that also that he's been an actor mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what he's presented himself as. Dragon. Dragon. It's called Dragon. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with Black Dragon, who yeah. is a um, potential subscriber on YouTube. <laughs> uh, he he presented himself as an a- actor. He, yeah. You know, he's I'm a martial artist and I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Because you're a martial artist does not necessarily mean you're a fighter. And the true the question true. that keeps coming up in this is would who would win in a fight, Bruce Lee or this guy? Um, who? Would, Bruce you know, Lee or Count Dante or whoever. Oh, anybody, oh, right? oh, like, okay. I got you. Yeah. yeah, like GSP or Bruce Lee. Yeah, GSP. You have to remember that the rules that you are playing in mm-hmm. are what dictate uh, your abilities. Yeah, right? he was a martial artist, but also a performance artist at and the it, same time. Because most of his stuff, like he had like these feats. Like back then, it was like feats. That's that you what could, a lot you know, of it was. And he yeah. didn't under he didn't play. He didn't practice point sparring Mm-mm. he didn't practice these um he didn't do he didn't know the rules of a lot of these different martial arts because he didn't practice one particular martial art it wasn't uh he did i mean he did of course do like wing chung i think mm-hmm. he did that, he did but, yeah um as far as i know you know like he didn't compete a lot because that wasn't his point that wasn't his it wasn't purpose. what he was trying to accomplish right. yeah so there's so you can't really call a guy out on having not done that when he never claimed to be that person in the first place. Right. Like, you know, yeah. speaking of the Wing Chun thing, um, when I was doing some of my research, so he wanted to do private lessons with this Wing Chun guy. And that the guy was like, no, I'm not going to do private lessons with you. Like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he would do is he would get to the school early. And then when all the other students started showing up, he would tell them that the school was closed that day. And then they would all leave, and then he would just be the only kid in class. That's brilliant. I know. That's awesome. Hey guys, sorry. You know, so he was a bit of a uh, 
bit of a prankster as well. Well, he, he's he was kind of a troubled youth too. He got yeah. in trouble and he would got in a lot of street fights. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like he was he was trying to just carve his own path, you mm-hmm. know. And like um, he got into a lot of philosophy towards the end of his life. And uh, one of the cool things is Mr. Dring, uh, my coach for people that don't remember, he is a uh, he's he was close friends with Joe Lewis, the kickboxer, um, who was like, he was the fucking dude back in the day. And, um, he took, Joe Lewis took private lessons under Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I asked Mr. Jing a a lot about like some questions about, uh, if he had any stories or whatever. And, um, and he said that like the one thing that he remembers Joe Lewis always talking about is that Bruce Lee was insanely fast. Yeah. That was one thing that was not fake out of, you know, like he didn't know, you know, if him and Joe fought or whatever, he doesn't know what would happen. He said whenever they would train and stuff, there were things um, that he or from his private lessons, he used things that Bruce Lee taught him to win fights. Yeah. Don't know what that was specifically, but, you know, there were ideas that Bruce Lee had passed on to him that helped him win fights. Um, so there's legitimacy in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he said his speed was one of the most incredible things. And that's what a lot of his showcasing was. And that's what a lot of his purpose was, was honestly like he wanted to be fucking fast Mm -hmm. and he was, um, and Dan and Asanto, one of his like famous coaches. Yeah. That's the name that's mentioned all the time. Even like, even there's a, there's a, um, like the Machado's students, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Machado brothers, um, actually do some training with. Uh, Dan and Asano. Um, so there's there's guys even in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world that that still seek out his mm-hmm. his knowledge uh, in, in, when it comes to Jeet Kune Do and stuff like that, you know. Um, so what, again, Mr. Jing was here telling us was that what a lot of people don't know is Dan and Asanto was a, was a D1 sprinter. Oh, really? Um, I didn't so know that. Oh, was, I think you told me that. Yeah, he was insanely fast. And uh, he always referred to Bruce Lee as being incredibly fast. Mm. So if you can get the the college sprinter to call you fast, mm-hmm. you're probably pretty fast. I agree. I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, it, it, it just sounds like honestly he's he's he presented himself as one thing. You think who would he's win in a race, like Dan Inosanto or a Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> You can't ask that question. It's like, who would win an MMA fight? Dude, I would probably beat Bruce Lee's ass right now in an MMA fight. Mm, I know I would. I'd wrestle fuck him for days. Yep. You know, like, he's probably going to be fast. But, like, that's not a fair comparison. It's not because it's apples to oranges. Yeah. It really is. You know what? If he trained in mixed martial arts right right now and he was, I would think, I would say, yes, he would be an incredible force to be reckoned with. But there are no superhumans. Uh -uh. There is nobody who doesn't bleed. Right. And these things that we talk, like these things that we've all, they just get blown out of proportion. You know, and that's the other thing is, and I don't have a problem with this. But he died you, early. I mean, that's, he, yeah, like, he was in his that's what happens to everybody that does. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, Jeet Kune Do was the, was the, was the, um, the beginning of mixed martial arts. Great. And, I know. And so well, it's not uh, the end. It, yeah, it's not the end. But my point is, is that a lot of your Jeet Kune Do guys will, and, and nothing against those guys. I mean, there's, that's a, tr- it's a, it's a great martial art, but a lot of those guys will, will say that as if like, 
well, we were doing it before it was cool. And it's like, yeah, yeah you, okay. But all you, all Jeet Kune Do was, was the idea of utilizing um, what works from all different martial arts and creating it into a martial art, right? It was an idea. He had an idea, but there wasn't a whole lot of um, practicality and, and practical use. Because they didn't have the ability to. Yeah, there was to. no way to showcase you think, it. You think that if Bruce Lee was alive today, that Jeet Kune Do would end up being what it is now, I think that it would have evolved mm -hmm. because from everything that it sounds like Bruce Lee was about, it was about evolving, learning how to be the most well-rounded, complete martial artist that he could. Yeah, taking he took uh, ideas from jujitsu. Like if you look at the uh, Tao Jeet Kune Do, which was his book, there's there's judo throws in it. It's got um, uh, American style boxing in it. Um, even some submissions, like some of the arm, some of the judo style arm locks and stuff like yeah. that, were in the book. You know, and he drew all that stuff and. Um, so that I think the thing that you have to ask yourself is like, when people say things like, okay, so I can imagine I've never been taught Jeet Kune Do, me I don't think. Um, but imagine being taught Jeet Kune Do and somebody says, well, this is the way that Bruce Lee did it. You have to ask yourself, is this the way that Bruce Lee would do it today? Right. Exactly. It's going to you know be completely outdated. Like, I mean, it might, there's probably, it's rooted in a concept that I guarantee will help you understand. Mm -hmm where you're going and what it comes from but the break cutter choke that i do today as a black belt is ideally the same that i was doing as a blue belt but practically different right you know yeah. i mean like it's the same technique but there's a lot more to it now it had to evolve mm -hmm. you know and so this idea that that yeah i mean and like you said his that whole idea died when he died and so we don't know we have no idea what would have happened if it had been allowed to continue to evolve it's interesting too uh it says that Lee then moved to the USA in 1959 where he went to school and studied drama. Drama. He's yep, an actor. Right. And Asian and Western philosophy. Mm -hmm. He's a philosopher. He was. You know, like, it's from day one. This is what his, it seems like what his interests were and where he wound up as a philosopher. You guys understand that philosophy is not necessarily things that are facts. Yeah, it's actually completely the opposite. It's more like <laughs> ideas. Yeah. So when people say things like, and his philosophies are incredible, mm -hmm. right? Like the whole- Be like water. Be like water. We wouldn't, how many times do you hear that in jujitsu? It's gotten to the point where it's fucking obnoxious to hear. I know. But it's true. You can't make any other comparison. No, I tried to be like water multiple times. So. <laughs> well, and he says water crashes and water is formless, you know, yeah. and water flows. So it's like, it, it encompasses It's really everything. weird when both guys are trying to be like water. <laughs> yeah. It gets really weird. Um. <laughs> when both lay on their back yeah, they, wait i pulled guard no i pulled <laughs> it's called possum guard yeah um so it just sounds like if, after he died everybody blew it out of well that's like i know and it's funny because people take these um these philosophies and things like that and it's the same thing you see with motivational memes like people people go you know it can't rain all the time well no fucking shit yeah yeah of course it can't rain all the time like it you know, guess what? Oh, it can't be sunny all the time. Oh, fuck. You're right. God damn it. Like, sometimes you wear your shirt backwards. What does that even mean? Crisscross and make you jump. That's three. You're fired. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His son said that. I know. That's why I stole it from the crow. I did steal it from the crow. What did he say? He said it can't rain all the time. Oh, that was really? actually his son, Brandon, said that nice. in the movie The Crow. Yeah. Nice uh, little hidden... Yeah. Well, egg, I only, I only remember. Egg. Yeah, I didn't do it on purpose. It's just I use it so much in my day to day life <laughs> as my philosophy. 
the other but, thing that but it's like ahead. it's you know that's the point is like people people choose to take some of the stuff he said and apply it to the most like literal of senses you yeah. know it's like you have well it's like yeah but it it's only it only means what you decide it's gonna mean i mean like one of my one of my favorite things to say is there'll always be another worst day of your life like yeah. that's that's a I, I literally say that as a motivator to myself and to other people that i talk to and it's true there will always be another worst day of your life but that unless, doesn't mean that today it doesn't fucking unless, suck pretty unless bad if it's if it's that day then you're dead and you're dead like yeah if that truly is the worst day of your life then you're a dead person yeah and then you know and then there's the possibility of coming back but can we move on now i would love to move on <laughs> so the other thing that we found out that i think is uh, honestly i haven't heard about until we stumbled upon it uh obviously other people know about it because we found it mm -hmm. but um it, he smoked weed lots like, of weed every day lots of weed after he trained while he trained whatever yeah. like he smoked weed all the time ate and hashish fucking it says that he progressed into eating hashish. yeah so it sounds like he had an addiction problem yeah um which you know whatever i mean we've all seen the commercials you know weed is extremely addictive and a gateway drug and it makes you um do hashish yeah and then you'll end up like killing your friends and like yeah yeah um but the i think that it's also a symbol of the times that mm -hmm. he was into because well, this was the 60s so it was like everybody was smoking weed yeah it's very true the 20s 2020s is like the 60s of uh well, the 60s. We're making that. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. The 60s of the 60s. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like that's a really. I never thought about it that way. But if you consider like where our youth is at the moment, like in the 60s, it, the whole flower power and peace. We're having less sex though. We are having less sex. Like way less um, sex. Apparently. In fact, there are people who are like, I'm asexual. That's because the world's ending and yeah. everybody's depressed and not having sex anymore. Yeah, but um, I know I'm not. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but it's that's an, actually an interesting perspective i never thought about it like that but if you look at the youth like in the 60s it was i'm not going to work i'm not going to get a job uh but the difference was is that they weren't looking for anything they weren't looking for handouts they're all living um, in their vans they were just yeah they were imagine they were, you know put instagram in the 60s oh yeah it would imagine it would be what we have right now it'd be a whole lot of tits that's for sure yeah well it'd be a whole lot of People making money off their tits. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to my other point. I think that the market for dick pics was flooded. I read about this the other day. Oh, it's been in flooded. A, it's flooded right now. Yeah. The whole reason that we can't make money selling premiums is because all these creepy fuckers have sent out all their for dick free. pics for They're free. They're giving them for free, yeah. That's the biggest problem. And now I can't make money off this sweet, juicy meat. Yeah. Women learned early on that you charge for that. You charge for that. So OnlyFans.com slash Johnny Wester. You can Venmo me for feet pics. <laughs> um, but I'm just doing right nipples. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's hilarious. So like there's definitely, they ruined the market. They I know. They really did. Pics and now we can't get any money. And the thing is, is, I mean, the truth is like, who wants to look at that? I mean, well, I, I've thought a lot about it. Uh, I mean, I look at mine regularly regularly and and most mornings when i get up to take a, a leak if i'm not sitting down and i'm looking at it a lot of times i'm thinking mm -mm, nope mm -mm, that's not that doesn't look appetizing not whatsoever today, Satan. nope you might as well it looks i actually it looks like a uh mine looks a lot like a uh stalk of broccoli not like you know you've got the bush at the end and then like the really straight Dude, that's impressive if it's a 
like this the size of a stalk of broccoli well yeah Wait, which direction no i don't have a no, it's not reverse broccoli but like, i don't know what is if you forward broccoli so <laughs> if you take broccoli and you know the bushy part yeah you that's, that's my bush okay okay and then, and then the, the broccoli the stalk extends from my there. penis oh mm-hmm. i was thinking the other way around Mm-mm. and then some people they get a mushroom cloud no, no, it's a reverse mushroom. Okay, I got you. That would probably be my penis. And then if you were to hang like, like I don't know, two extremely small walnuts. This is the audio oh, equivalent of being sent dick pics from Mitch. Mm-hmm. Is this it, is what you're getting, ladies. Him, him describing this is what you're getting. his penis instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lee, uh, Bruce Lee was also given a lot of shit for being in an interracial marriage because he was Asian. Yeah, what they called to, to uh, the Guai Lo, at I least just, in the movie I watched. All of that is just so stupid. It piss it. It really grinds my gears. Now I just think it's like, dude, wake up, people. Come well, on. it was the '60s. There wasn't a lot to wake up it to. It doesn't like, matter when it is. You know, it's time just like, is a big relative. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, I, I you know, no, I understand. We were talking about the other day, like, uh, oh, spanking kids. Um. Like yeah, you can't do it as much as you. I don't. To. Well, I don't necessarily think Lizzie and I are both kind of under the same feeling that like you don't need to spank your kids to discipline them. Like you, you can, mm. you can, uh, you can. There are you can raise your child without spanking. You can without spanking them. You can and um and that parenting in itself, um is always going to be one of those topics, right? Because I, I do I do believe in, in spanking kids for discipline. Um, I don't throw them into walls and smack them across right. the face, right? <clears throat> um, but if they, they reach to touch something that they're not supposed to touch, their hands get popped, yeah. right? Um, that's it's like about as far as I would go. Right, you know, and that, that's still spanking, though. You're still spanking your child. No. Um, yeah, you do as the same thing like, to dogs. You do the same thing. And the thing is, is not to compare children to dogs, but at that developing stage, that's essentially what you're doing. Here's where I think that... Otherwise, what do, you, what do you... Like, how else do you do it? You go, hey, don't touch that. They don't fucking understand. They're still shitting in their pants. Well, you guide them You guide them to something else. You have to... What, you... So you, you take a chew toy and put it in front no. of your kid and go, no, no, touch this instead. No, you give them something. It's just like a dog. So you give them a treat. No, you give them something that they can play with. So, like, let's say that they want to reach for something on the table that they're not allowed to play with. All that does is explain to them that... No, you say, you're not allowed to have this. And you say, you can't have this. But you can't say that to a two-year-old. You can't say, hey, you're not allowed to touch that. They don't understand no, that No, I mean, is. it's not... You can't You can't just necessarily say, no, you do this. Like, it's... You take effort and guide them, help them through. But, like... But that yeah. doesn't teach them that they can't do the other thing. It just teaches them that they can also do this. No, I mean, you talk to them and tell them. But like, they don't you understand. Can't They're two years old. Because this is dangerous. But how I do you tell that to a two-year-old? Because they understand a lot more than you would think if you communicate with them. If we were basing this over who has more experience. <laughs> I'm a preschool teacher. Montessori certified. So am I, apparently. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> um, yeah, see. You with Mitch on it? Okay. Yeah. And again, parenting is a touchy subject. You know, because there's, it's one of those things where there's an extreme to both sides, yeah. right? Because we've all seen that. We've seen one extreme where there's too much corporal punishment, right? And then we've seen at the other extreme where it's like, you're literally letting your children run this. 
Right. Like you are no longer the parent. Yeah, that's something. I mean, like right. it takes like, discipline and, and action. Yeah. You have to. And where a lot of people, where I feel a lot of parents go wrong is whenever you expect something of your child or you tell something of your child and then you don't follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, okay, so with like the main way that they tell you you're supposed to um, handle situations with your child is you give them a choice. You can have this or you can you can do this or you can do this, right? So like situations where I don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you have a choice. You can do this or this and you can. Well, why can't one of those choices that. be you can either do this or I'm going to whip your ass? Because that, that you're giving them choices. You're, but you're also resorting to a physical form of punishment. So you can give them you can give them choices that are stacked in your favor. You can say you can uh, they don't want to go to bed. Well, you can go to bed now. Or you can stay up for 10 minutes. Or you can sleep outside. (laughs) Or you can stay up for 10 minutes reading a book and then go to sleep. Well, then what happens when they go, okay, and then that 10 minutes is up and now they go, I want to read another book. Then too bad. Well, then that wasn't the deal. And then what happens when they say, I don't want to do this deal anymore? Then that's too bad. That's what the deal was, and you have well, to stick with it. They're not going to magically fall asleep just no, because you told them that they were. But they're they're going to probably cry in the room and throw a big fit, and then they can do that. But that's what the consequences are. Like that's what I mean. Like that's what it is. That's the deal. So if you the problem caught- is is if I then said, okay, you can read for another ten minutes, then that creates the idea that if I put up enough of a fit, that he'll give me what I want, or. If, if you, you never give them the choice to begin <laughs> with, if what's if, wrong with that choice though? There's nothing wrong with it, but what's wrong with saying it's bedtime and they go, yeah, I don't do want to too. go to bed. Mm-hmm. So if you caught Nora pooping right now in this room, how would you address that? Yeah, like she addressed it differently because they can't speak to Nora with her understanding. But what's you're, going on. but you a, think that you think that a one and a two year old and possibly a three year old have a higher understanding than Nora? Yes. That's fair. I mean, I disagree. Okay. From my experience. Yeah. Um, but again, and here's the other thing, and I want to put it very clearly out there. I haven't had to whoop my children in a very long time, right. you know, uh, years. It's been years uh, since I've actually had to. In fact, um, my son, who is about to be 17 this year, mm-hmm. was like, he was the last one, or he was the last one that I had to spank. No, I mean, I had to spank my daughter once a while back. But here's so here's the thing so, about okay. that as well. And then this is the last thing and we can move on. Okay. Um, so here's what I do believe in, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to spanking children um, or providing that type of punishment. Um, so like with my daughter, she had, she had done something that she knew she wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so she did get a spanking mm-hmm. for doing it. Yeah. But as soon as... That was over. I did sit down with her and I said, you understand why this happened, right? Right. And she said, yes, sir. And I said, you also understand that I don't like to do this. I don't want to do this. And I still love you no matter what. And you understand that it, this is why this happened. But why is the, why does the consequence have to be a violent one? It why didn't. It, it escalated be? to a violent one because she was given other options prior and then the mistake kept being made but you chose to escalate it not no i I didn't i didn't choose to escalate it she chose to escalate it because the choices that she was given over the course of the time that this these things kept taking place led to this so this was something that she was doing at school yeah that it was happening over the course of like weeks and months Mm -hmm. and she was told 
If this happens again, you're going to be grounded. If this happens again, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it continued to continue to happen right. to the point where I said, well, this is, this is your last option, mm. you know? And so again, until you're in that scenario where you're dealing with children of your own. I agree. I'm not know? a parent. So like, yeah, it's tough to, so, it's tough to say that, but, but, it, but you're right. Like it, it shouldn't be a situation where like your first response is to smack your kid. Yeah. Like there are obviously more modern ways this day and age to handle those types of things. There's, and I think it has to be a mix. My mom smacked the shit out of me one time because I called her the B word and I, and you should have got smacked. I, and I, like, and I was at that age when I was like a smack to the face was like, you know, I was like probably fourth grade. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know what's coming. And a lot of that was probably that, reactionary. Like she, she, she did tell me, she was like, yeah, I just fucking smacked you. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like I was thinking about it. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And like we were in the car or something. She's like, pop. <laughs> like, yep. All right. I deserve that. You um, listen to me, bitch. Agree to disagree though. Cause for I, sure, for sure, I still disagree sure. with you on it, but mm -hmm. um, whatever. I'm not judging you as a person or yeah. as a parent. Um, All my kids have, you know, they're, they turn out okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um to be determined but. yeah so far <laughs> no uh and i think that like my i think my biggest point where i was going with it what i wanted to say earlier was like when you see a child in a supermarket you're like that kid just needs to get his ass kicked mm. or you know he needs a, he needs an ass whooping or whatever i don't think that that's the answer because i think the answer is that they didn't a lot of the times they weren't uh they weren't disciplined from the beginning right yeah and that's why yeah. now every time they go out to eat at ihop mm -hmm. your kids running around like a crazy and now person. it's too late to begin it's the discipline you're absolutely right right yeah and um and so the answer is not to to whoop the living shit out of the kid the answer is to pay more attention from mm -hmm. early on easier said than done and uh there are a lot of people that don't feel the same way that i do that's okay you're wrong um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, so Bruce was in a interracial marriage, and that got us on a spanking. I don't know why. I don't either. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, and he would so he would also like greet other martial artists and and people. And it sounds to me like I just don't want to. If somebody did this to me, I'm like nah, I don't like you. <laughs> Uh, you just ask, hit me as hard as you can with either hand, and whenever you are ready, I'd be like, "You're one of those guys." Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm not gonna hit you because you're, you're gonna wearing press an affliction charges. shirt right now." I know. Are you, are yeah. you, at least he didn't say, "I'll tell you what, I'll make it up to you." Go get your pistol. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna catch a bullet That's with true. my teeth. There's a similarity there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think. That's uh, he's like, "Yeah, you can beat me up, but my dad will sue you." Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? Huh? What are you gonna do about it? Um. Yeah, that's an interesting. I just don't think that that's like, don't greet people like that. Mm -mm. Don't imagine somebody just come, hey, try to armbar me, bro. But you won't. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck off, dude. I had an <laughs> uncle that was like, uh, he always he's always that uncle that's like, how's the uh, karate dojo going? And I was like, you know damn well that I don't have a karate dojo yeah. because I explain this every fucking <laughs> yeah. time. You're a human being with a brain that knows with the words I'm saying to you. you know? I don't even, you know, this day and age, um, I find myself, and, and, and let me know if you find yourself in the same predicament, but when I do explain to people that I, that I, when the topic comes up or the opportunity arises where I do have, you know, have to talk about jujitsu or whatever, um, I've found that here in the last year or so, I'm more apt to say Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah. Because 
if you don't say Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the average person still looks at that as like a, the Japanese art form of kung fu, karate and stuff. But when you say BJJ or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's like the layman knows that. I just lump it in with MMA. I'm like, yeah. you've seen cage fighting? Yeah, the ground I, stuff. Yeah, I, that's what I typically do the same thing. I yeah. just I just realized that in normal conversation, I typically will say Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I will make sure to say Brazilian jiu-jitsu as opposed to just jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Because we can say jiu-jitsu and we understand. Um, but when you say it to a layman. Part of me, person. I want to get rid of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the Brazilian and Brazilian jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. because it's not Brazilian jiu-jitsu anymore. Yeah, I got made fun of for calling it you know? um, a combat sport. A friend of mine made fun of me for saying that I participate in a combat sport. Yeah, I mean, like if you're describing it to somebody, that's a, that's fine. I know. Yeah, it's, but yeah, he's that uncle. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, oh, he he'll ask me. He's like, you want to show me some of that out in the garage real quick? Show me how how it works. I'm like, no, mm -mm. that sounds like a horribly awkward fucking situation. Yeah. Why would anybody want to do that? Um, and then he always takes his shirt off. You, know, no. you don't have to take your shirt off for no, this. No, he's not that uncle. He would uh, maybe. Would, yeah, he just preached to me about Jesus. That's fair. And speak in tongues. Maybe that's like the metaphor. Yeah, they forget the other oh, J. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. because you're female. Yeah, though. you're a female. Sorry. You're never going to get away from that one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's really We're no way you can say it. We're to drop the B on that. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if you say, I love BJJ, they still say, oh, you like BJs? Ha, ha, ha. And then you're, but then if you like try to I simplify it and you were like, oh, I love, I love wrestling around with dudes. It's still, you, you can't win. Yeah, I just win. embrace it. Like, mm -hmm. dude, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, but uh, so let's get back around. So a couple of Bruce things Lee. that you I found out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, obviously, we talked about him being a massive pothead, um, or just you know stoner in general. What if he totally was like, "Sup, bro? I know. He's <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you want to um, like? I got some Cheerios. There was a judo guy. Like so he did. Speaking charms. of which. <laughs> Who doesn't like Lucky Charms? I'm not even a pothead. I got all the marshmallows out of this box, bro. It sounds like my daughter. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, see these things? They go away. These marshmallows stay. Yeah. Um, I have a picture of her where she literally dumped out all the, uh, the I guess, the the grain. What I don't know what the fuck that would be. Like the... The, the cereal? The non... Yeah, the cereal piece. As opposed, and she would just pick the marshmallows out of it. I'm like, well, that's, that's my life now. Mm -hmm. um, but so he trained judo under uh, Gene LaBelle. That really happened. And then there was a uh, another judo guy that literally refused to stop training with him because of the amount of marijuana smoke that was in his garage. He was just like, I can't. Refuse to stop? No, he refused to train with him. But what did I say refuse to stop? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm I sorry. won't do it. I won't stop <laughs> training with Bruce Lee. That's concerned. There's so much marijuana there. There's so much marijuana. That I don't want to stop. And then um, he had his uh, sweat glands removed from his armpits. Oh, really? That's true. Yep. I've Which, heard about I had yep. a... So I don't know if it's a it's a condition of some sort. He but didn't I, have a condition. He just did not like sweat stains in his t-shirts. That's a truth. That's oh, you fact. can just do that. Yeah, you just go have them removed. Shit, I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. Which so that that leads into something else. Um, so he did have a sweat glands removed. Uh, him and Chuck Norris had like a three hour sparring session in the hotel uh, until in the hallway of a hotel. Mm -hmm. It started out as a joke in a uh, in an elevator, and then it escalated to an actual sparring session in the hallway. So basically, it was just. One of those situations where, like, if it was you and I, and I pulled your pants down yeah. in the elevator, then it escalates into a full-on fight in the hallway. It's kind of what happened. Like they were joking around at first, and then it got serious. You know, it's yeah. like one of those situations. But um, so they they actually think that 
that Bruce Lee died of an actual, actually died of a heat stroke. It was partially to blame uh, because um, he had no sweat glands in his armpits. Um, so he, he couldn't regulate his body temperature. Um, and then there was, uh, an issue with dehydration. No, um, he was allergic to, uh, ibuprofen and somebody gave him ibuprofen. That's not true at all. Yeah. That's not true. Look it up. I did look it up and that's how I found out about the possible you heat found stroke a situation. conspiracy then. Mm. Cause they, the one thing that I found was that almost across the board, everyone was like, this is not a conspiracy. It's well known that he was allergic to this medication and a friend had admitted to giving him medicine for a headache. I don't think it was ibuprofen. I don't know if it's specific ibuprofen. Yeah, it was probably uh, propentanol, which is what killed Michael Jackson. What do you got there, Steph? How did Bruce Lee die? Hint, it may have been related to, click on it, it's going to say. Oh, it does a bit say that. Yeah, I told you. Then what was I? I don't know. You made that up. Oh, no. She looked up, did he have his sweat glands removed? Look, Wait, and, what did you look, type this is, in? First of all, this is the history Hold channel. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to believe fucking the history channel. Well, What did you type in? She typed in. She actually, How did he have his sweat glands removed? No, keep scrolling down. Scroll down now. Look. Yeah. How did Bruce Lee die? Hint, it may have been related to his sweat glands. A government inquest concluded the martial arts movie icon died from an aspirin allergy that doesn't fit the facts. It, it says right there that just says Johnny's the wrong. The title says hint. It may have been related. What's his? What's the problem with that? What did we just talk about with how you we can't to title sweat? <laughs> so then, look, it a headache, a nap, then panic. I don't. That's a that's a clickbait ad. Yeah. Um, his final day on Earth started well uh, on the morning of July twentieth, nineteen seventy three, year of our Lord in Hong Kong. The thirty two year old box office phenom met with Australian actor George Lazenby. That sounds like I'm not even trying. Um, who played James Bond on, uh, in Honor Imagines. I'm not reading that whole thing. Um, after meeting with Lazenby, Lee decided to visit Scroll the apartment none of, of that his... Has yeah, none of that has anything to do. To visit his mistress. What? Bruce Lee had a mistress? Yeah, we just went over that. Mm-hmm. He had uh, extramarital affairs, but it was uh, it was also the 60s. So like, yeah, was everybody a, was peace, love, yeah. Uh, when Betty couldn't wake... Go back up two hours He later. collapsed at his home with his wife. She's... She called Chow at the restaurant. That's that's funny. In a panic. After the tabloid feeding frenzy came, the fake bombs. Keep going to where it starts talking about the armpit. The go to armpits. go to the part where it says in parentheses Mitch was right. Keep scrolling down. Yeah, I can't wait for this to not. Yeah, the government's anyway. inquest couldn't solve the mystery. Why would they even do a go- an inquest into that? Why would the government get involved in somebody's death? Yeah, because he didn't have any fucking sweat glands. If you get into a sauna that induces... That was what it was. Yeah, he did a lot of sauna stuff, too. Without any better options, the government accepted the conclusion and tried to move on. It's almost... Oh, okay, okay. Here, here it is. Anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis. Which is a severe allergic, allergic reaction, reaction. is almost always accompanied by other symptoms. An inflamed trachea, neck, tongue, and lips, as well as hives and itchy skin in and around the mouth. In fatal cases, the swelling of the throat blocks the airway, resulting in asphyxia and cerebral edema. Look at the very last one. It couldn't have been an aspirin allergy that killed Bruce. The autopsy revealed no symptoms of, of anaphylaxis. Okay, go down. Continue. He had cannabis in his system. He did have cannabis. 
Mm-hmm. And impossible mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> Due to heat stroke, one of the most common killers of young athletic in summer months in the It was the hot one of the hotter days of the month in Hong Kong. Yeah, dude, it sounds like it's just hearsay. Like it's just maybe. You're just saying that. No, it's saying that. Like no, they're saying, saying like, that this is a possibility. They're saying like it's well it's been a well accepted thing that he's died from an aspirin overdose. I think he died. Of- but regardless, it doesn't make it a conspiracy. He still yeah. died. Like he still died for him. real. Yeah. <laughs> he still really died. Um, yeah. So there was no like conspiracy behind his death. He's just dead. Sorry. Hey, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I always wonder if Johnny and I would be soulmates in real life. Is there a survey that we can take? Where they would tell whether or not me oh, and Johnny, yeah. me and Johnny would actually be soulmates in real life. What song would we play at our wedding? Oh. I already know. Jesus Christ, I don't know. Um, uh, Hold me closer, Tony Danza. No, by Elton John. Come on. That, what, what song would be? <laughs> we our would song? apparently we would date because would, you just got pissed off that yeah. I picked the wrong song for our wedding. <laughs> you were like, "Come on, take this seriously." You don't remember my birthday? What's <laughs> What's our song? What is our song? Our song. Oh, man. Give me a hint. Starts, this is, go ahead. starts with an S. Give me a, give me another hint. No. That's all you need. <laughs> oh man. What does it rhyme with? Shmushmorshan? <laughs> Uh, well, it's Screamers 2.0. But oh, that is our song. God That's what, damn it. I feel like we actually almost, we basically met to that song. Yeah. Yeah. The first time we had metaphorical sex was to that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I was at. I remember exactly where I was at. <sighs> yeah, we would. Where were you at whenever that happened? When I when I messaged you on Instagram to give you. Uh, for the podcast or for the. No, to give you kudos about oh, the yeah. song. Oh, yeah. No, I was doing laundry. I was sitting on a couch drinking beer and listening to it. And uh, I just remember thinking, this fucking song is amazing. Dude, and then I messaged you. It fucking slaps. It does. So it's hard. so good. It is. Screamers oh, yeah, 2.0 Every by time it uh, Sleepy Dog. Yeah. Really good song. Yeah. And then we talked about it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then like two days later, I was like, you want to do a podcast? And then we started this. And then, then we started this. Here we are. That, um, is, that is our anniversary song. What a, you know, honestly, like this podcast is just, it's the wildest fucking thing to me. Mm-hmm. I never thought. We're 27 episodes in. This is episode 27. And like, what? We made it 27 weeks I know the, in the, a row? When when we initially started it, it was funny. Um, I knew that we were going to go somewhere with it. I didn't know where that was going to be. And then... Yeah, I mean, like, you always believe that. Yeah. You're like, when you've, but you, you also know when it first starts, you're like, I know right now it's just because the iron's hot and we're mm-hmm. excited about it, but it's going to die down. And, it and then hasn't. it just feels like it hasn't. Like, it's continued to build momentum and gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, we have people approaching us for sponsorship options. Um, we've, I mean, we're we've got an intern who is a producer. Like, holy shit! Yeah, that's really it's really blowing my mind. I know. Um, I did find out at the AGF that people um, they do like you more than they like me. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, my students like me. That's probably what it was because it was like mostly your me students. More than me. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. What do you got there, Steph? How Every often day. do you? Yeah, well, Pretty much. it's a little one sided. Mm. Almost always so much that being that it's beginning to lose its luster, 
or whenever we get the chance. Not so much anymore because it's become difficult. I think. Can you do me a favor? Can you pull that up on the screen? Put on the big screen. And I want you to talk, but I want you to have a microphone Mm -hmm. when you talk. You can come share my microphone. You guys can do that. Let's do that here. Not sharing mine. We're gonna swing this back and forth. But I also don't want there to end up being this weird audio echo on here. Green means go. Good job. Okay. Oh, I can see it a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So you got it. Almost always so much so that it is beginning to lose its luster. Whenever we get the chance, not so much anymore because it becomes difficult to lie. It has become difficult to lie. No, I was going to say whenever we get the chance. <laughs> how aligned are your interests i feel Completely like maybe aligned. you love me more than i love you well somebody had to say it yeah it's okay uh we are not alike that is that it's scary we are so alike it's scary yeah we i should have had stephanie read these <laughs> well she we, doesn't have a microphone she's the only person in the room that can read uh <laughs> we share the same interests but we are also constantly learning new things from one another not at all, and neither of us make an effort to learn uh, what the other is interested in. I, you know, I'm gonna say B mm-hmm. because we we're constantly picking up like new like bands and new like little ideas oh, yeah. from one another. When you guys talk, how deep does the conversation usually go? That's gonna have to be the whatever the top one is because we do a fucking podcast yeah, together. Of yeah, course. yeah. We can talk about anything, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah the that's end. the one. Yeah, done. Yeah. Which two object objectives best describe your sex life? Here we go. Yes. Into the juicy stuff. Okay. Often, but oh so tiring. Moderate, by fi- but fiery. Frequent, but boring. Go ahead and tell me what you think. I just don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's well, the thing. This is all about being honest, Mitch. I feel like you only do it missionary. And I've thought about this a lot. You do you really think that? That mm-hmm. I only do it missionary? Or... I just feel like you always have to be on top. No. You think that Johnny Mitch would be on would be, top or I'd be Mitch on top? would be the top. Oh, in our relationship? Yeah, Mitch is the guy. He'd be on top. Yeah. I thought you just meant like as me as a person. No. I would. I don't want to be like on top in missionary though. I feel, I, like, want... I feel like you and I are both pretty moderate people, mm-hmm. like kind of middle of the road people. So we'd probably go back and forth. I think so. From... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at too. Because we only meet once a week, mm-hmm. so sex one time a week. Yep, that's it's true. It's pretty fiery. We it get is. on the podcast and we we true. mix it up on here. We've already discussed how to raise people. Children. Don't actually know that we're inside each other this entire time. Yeah, the yeah. whole podcast. It's yeah. Uh, okay, next. <laughs> how do you usually spend your Friday nights? Oh, we'll replace that with Sundays. Yep. Uh, fingering because we oh sorry fighting because we can't decide on what to do nope uh if we don't have an engagement with friends or family we're happy to just stay in watch movies and waste the night away in others in each other's arms i like that I one like that one we like to go out get drunk and uh wait and head, head home, home when the, when the sun, sun is, is already up no i think b yeah b yeah i'd, I'd lay on your lap and watch you. a movie yeah uh hang out with your family how well, is, Zach, Zach already defined our roles. You're the daddy and I'm the otter. That's so. <laughs> true. Sure you are an otter. Yeah. I feel like you're on the otter side of a dad, though. You like, know, like otter, O-D-D-E-R? If it went like, it, it goes bear, dad, otter, mm-hmm. twink. 
I'm in between. Wait, there's something. Wait. There's got to be something between otter and twink. There it has can't, to be because you can't go, go straight extreme. to twink. There's something in between there. We don't know what it is, but it goes otter, something, something else, and then a twink. So I'm in between the otter and the dad bod. I think I think dad. you're yeah right there. I'm probably like mm. you're mostly twink. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like on. I think I'm on the dadder side of 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 otter, but more closer to the middle of otter. You know what I'm saying? Like. Seventy-five percent otter. It's funny how twenty-five percent. Funny how people view themselves. I think you're ninety percent, <laughs> or I think you're like ten percent otter. What was otter again? <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just a, a normal dude, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we read that. <laughs> when you hang out with your family, how does he carry himself? I've actually hung out with your family. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I care myself very well. They liked me. He hates them, nope. but that's because you don't like it. Well, wait a minute. Are we talking about Bop? No, I'm talking about your actual oh, mom like and dad. My mom and dad. Okay. Yeah. Well, Bop's out of the out of the picture. Yeah, Lizzie doesn't like me. We broke up. Uh, that's not true. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. That made, I said that like <laughs> it was like something that I was just <laughs> dropping in there. We didn't pick up. Uh, Her he, car's here. Yeah. It's kind of weird right now. Don't talk about it. <laughs> he gets along with everyone from my mom to my, what's that say? My bro- nephew. My nephew. Okay. He usually just sits in a corner by himself. We'll say uh, we'll say middle. Yeah, I do that. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. What does it feel like when you guys kiss? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Normal, normal moaning. No, oh, normal meaning not bad, but not spectacular. Oh, uh, who's moaning while they're mm, mm. oh? It's just like this sound uh, and a bunch of moaning. I, so at the same I time. told you I've been listening to podcasts. It's like my number one pet peeve the, is you hear this. I know you hear people's wet mouths, and like <laughs> you can hear their lips like stick together because it's too wet. Jordan Peterson is real bad about going. Hmm. 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 I almost did when it. Are in response, yeah. See, you doing it. <laughs> Uh, so how how what does it feel when we passionate? Fish? There are fireworks every time. Mm-mm. Sloppy and saliva filled. I don't think sloppy and saliva filled is necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it either. Yeah, I mean, like that just tells with. me you're like you're passionate. You're mm-hmm. into it. Let's go with sloppy and saliva filled. Yep. If we're, we're gonna do close. it, we're we, gonna we, trade we, spit. Come on. Honest. Is it okay? We can review this. Okay. So what we got here? If my tongue's been in your butthole, it better <laughs> get some freaking congratulations. Saliva. Your man is your yes, yes, soulmates. Your soulmates. The relationship you have is founded on great communication and trust. Keep that burning and that love alive. So my whole thing is this: How did any of that? How did any of those questions determine they were, that they were like super black and white? They were super black and white, but it like, was either small, medium, or large. Yeah, and like so because we have sloppy kisses, and I I'm good friends. I like I can hang out with your parents. Uh, if you have to take that test to figure out if that person is your soulmate, you're then right. You're an idiot. You know what there, I'm saying? Like, and there's women all over the country right now that are that are causes. fighting with their uh, their significant other right now because of the results of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you if you're answering no, he hates literally all of my family. Yeah. When we kiss, I don't feel anything. Like, do you not see the problem? <laughs> what the, about a cosmopolitan survey? That needs to be our thing. We need to start taking more of these cosmo. Mm-hmm. We've had some zingers on here. I know. And the uh, Cosmo. Yeah. 
as, as they're going through the survey, the uh, the dude's like, we fucking hate each other. But the chick's like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. There's a couple more questions. <laughs> <laughs> when we kiss, how does it feel? <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> what about this aren't you getting? Answer the fucking question. <laughs> so we do have where well, Patreon's been kind of popping. It has. Yeah, it's been popping off. Popping. Um, we've got one of your students. Do we? A former student of mine. Who? Now your student. Who's my student? I'm not offended. Don't worry about it. Adam Mittermeier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. I saw that. He's a Goliath. Yeah, he is a large man. Have you guys ever trained with Woody dummies? Wooden you dummies. said Woody. You're fucking fired. I I've I like, like how I've like goofed around with him. I think it was funny. Uh, yeah, Stephanie got mad that I like I read exactly what she wrote, and she was like, "That says wooden." <laughs> no, it doesn't. W o o d y is the that's the last thing it spells is wooden. You did spell dummies correctly though, which is even harder. To be honest, I don't think that it's a bad drill to work with them. No, when I was reading what you were writing, I thought that this question was going to be, have you guys ever trained with woodies? Like with boners? Oh, yeah. I have. I have. Yeah. I have. You ever, have you ever I've inadvertently had a penis in your mouth? Oh, uh, no, but I, I grabbed one one time on accident. Mm. Somebody was wearing like boxer shorts with basketball shorts trying to roll. And I came up and got a whole handful of hands, uh, <laughs> uh, nutsack. Something that uh, I was talking to Wayne Knutson about after our uh, match when he was rolling for that knee bar. We were kind of like discussing like hey man you know i was explaining to him like i i was prepared for this mm-hmm. um and you're like i can feel your wiener <laughs> no. but uh he was he's relentless in like his his dive underneath the leg and he goes yeah bro i'll just grab your dick <laughs> and i was like that makes sense the old dick grab yep no i worked. don't think i don't think playing with those like the wing chung dummies Mm-mm. is what she's asking about yeah i think it i think it's it can bad. build um acuity and speed like yeah. you're uh, you know for like motor skills it also those um, those things hurt. They do hurt. So like you're kind of building up some, on the, yeah. But like it's like a speed bag. It's, yeah. it's, if you're not boxing like you hit a speed bag, you no, shouldn't be boxing like how you hit a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like that is not a good strategy to box. But um, it, it yeah, timing and speed and and all of that it, it helps a lot. I agree. So back to our Patreon before because we've had two two people. Yeah. So our Patreon. Adam. You had us, um, uh, on. Yep. a friend, Adam Mittermeier, mm-hmm. and then I have a friend, Eric Hill. Yeah. Uh, he signed up for our Patreon as well. I noticed that they chose the $3 option. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I haven't even looked at it. That's I'm the about first to, thing I, I look change at. It. I'm going to change it soon. Um, we're going to add a higher option mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of exactly, update some of our I stuff. I think that's where people are wanting. I think people are going in there and they're going, you know what? Well, here's the thing. You tell us. You tell us what... What you want on the Patreon, we need, mm-hmm. we have 25 total patrons right now. I want you guys to either go on our Patreon. There's a way you can, you can talk to us through our Patreon. We I want that number to become emails. 50. I want to get that number to 50. We are. It will get to Very 50. soon. Um, but here's the deal. is like, you can use that Patreon to talk to us. That's the easiest way to talk to us. Sometimes like through Instagram and stuff. I run three different Instagrams. That's a lot for me I to only keep run up one. with. And so like, if well, you guys want to talk take to me. on one of mine. Yeah. If you guys want to talk to me, just. Yeah, Mitch is desperate to talk to people because nobody ever wants to talk to me because they don't want to get caught in an ear triangle. (laughs) Nobody knows how to escape the ear triangle, bro. It's pretty strong. Um, I love you. Josh Root messaged me yesterday. I had to give him my phone number. Oh, there you go. It was something unrelated, but yeah, he's a counselor, so he's good at listening. I know he's he does a great job. Um, 
but yeah, like communicate with us. What are some things that that you want to see on the Patreon? I, I we've had a couple people that have brought up some ideas, but um, you know, I really want to know what like the group is thinking. What you mm-hmm. guys want to see? Um, we've talked about we're we're struggling right now getting some technique videos together just because uh, since I've moved, we don't have mats in yeah. the garage, and so it's kind of difficult um, to get to a gym, but. Uh, we we want to know what the rough and tumblers are wanting. The rough and tumblers. The rough and tumblers. We got to come up with a better. Stephanie's the a rough gougers. and tumbler. No, it's the, the gougers. gougers. Ooh, yeah, yeah, the gougers. Yeah. All the everybody has like their little name for yeah, their the gougers followers. for our followers. Gougers. I don't. The know ninety-two subscribers on our YouTube are now known as gougers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be known as a gouger. No, you don't get a choice. Um, yeah, but we want to hear your we want to hear your thoughts and your ideas on content. We want to add more tiers to our content just to give you more options mm-hmm. um, and more benefits. Because to be honest, sometimes I don't feel like $5 a month isn't that much. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm giving more than that in content because I feel like it's your money is deserving of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't feel that $5 worth of content in a month mm-hmm. is uh, is a video. You know? No. I want like. I want some good, some good shit up there. Um, anyways, we've got to shout out also Cruise Combat. Yeah. You can uh, go on there. C R U Z C M B T or C O M B A T. Yeah. Oh yeah. They abbreviate combat sometimes on their thing. I'm sorry. Is that bad. That's what we're going with. Yeah. No. It's it's Cruise. C R U Z. Is it combat? Combat. Combat. Oh, I was just wondering why Stephanie erased the B. Here's the cool thing about this company. Do yeah. they? Spe- how now, do they spell it? It's, it's combat. A, it's the word combat. It, okay, cruise. That's the website. Use that. It's like on some of their shirts, they'll abbreviate the word combat. Funny. CMBT? Yeah. I'm sorry that I even brought it up. <laughs> uh, cruise. Okay, cruise is uh, is my buddy Ryan's son. Uh-huh. Um, and he also runs a teacher and short company called Skelly Bone. S-K-E-L-L-Y-B-O-N-E. This is not related to our podcast or so I'm wondering why we're mentioning even, it then. I know. But I think it's a really cool thing because like Skellybone. Skellybone. They have designs specifically for kids. Like oh, nice. it's it's kids stuff. You is know? he a kid? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's Oh, a that's cool. Kid. And so like that was just a way for him and his dad to do something together. That's super cool. And like so that. his dad like is teaching him how to do it. And I think Skelly I'm just bone. like it's so rad. And like yeah. the designs he has are freaking cool. Like I want some. Um but yeah, I just thought that was a really cool thing, and that's a you know I want to support people like that that are doing oh me too interesting and cool things like that. Anyways, so if you go to their website, you can order custom T-shirts, custom shorts, pre shirts. Cruise Combat, gonna, Cruise Combat, C R U Z C O M B A T dot com. Um, use our discount code, the Rough and Tumble. Uh, excuse me, Rough and Tumble. Not the. No the. Just and I'm it's R O U G H guys. R-O-U-G-H. We are not the Rough Riders. All caps with the ampersand. We've and the ampersand make is the and symbol. We've got to make things easier <laughs> you guys. and tumble. Yeah. Is the, We're okay. trying to convince people to go buy stuff and making it super difficult. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's people lining up on the internet to buy stuff and they can't because they have left, They keep adding the the or, yeah. the or they keep putting uh, the at symbol for the ampersand. Here's what we're going to do as well. We're going to, and I promise, and we're going to add... The link and the uh, and the discount code in our description uh, on YouTube and when we release the podcast. So that stuff will be in there for you to use. Uh, you can just scroll down and click on that. That would make 
We could have done that ages ago. Mm-hmm. And that would have made things so much easier. Thank you, Cruise Combat, for being patient with us while we figure out how this damn podcasting thing works. Because <laughs> um, it is a, it's an interesting road. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to um, talk about? Bruce Lee. Uh, Turns out he was, he was just as cool as he promised that he was. I mean, he was who he said he was. Yeah. There was no, you know... And he uh, promised he was... He never, cool. Yeah, he never walked around and said, you know, I can beat the fuck out of everybody, anybody. You know, he was more of a feats guy. You know, yeah. he could not feats, but uh, not F E E T, but um, he was more of a, I can do a two finger push up with one arm. I can do, um, you know, I, I have the fastest kick and, and, you know, things like that. You know, it was, he was a performance artist yeah. who happened to also be a, a true philosopher and martial artist as well uh, with a severe um, addiction to marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, it'd be like if I walked up, you know, dogs don't have sweat glands in their armpits either. That's why they, do you think Bruce Lee walked around? Yeah. Um, fun fact. (laughs) It'd be like if I walked up to you and I was like, Hey, I'm a pretty cool guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not like the coolest, but I'm pretty cool. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's a fair assessment. Okay. (laughs) That's how everybody should take Bruce Lee. Like, yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm really fast. At no point was he like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a cool guy. Prove me wrong. Yeah, you know, he was just like, no. He's like, check the check out what I can do. Wow! And everybody's like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're awfully fast. Yeah, he's did like, you yeah. do a backflip? Wow! Yeah, that was impressive. I had a student uh, the other day actually. Um, after class, she came up to me and she goes, "Coach, Coach Mitch, you want to see something cool?" And I was like, "Of course, I always want to see something cool." I thought she was going to show me like a booger or something like that. Yeah. And she did a no-handed backflip, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's not what I expected. I didn't expect you to just bust out a Ninja Turtle backflip." Yeah. In the at the end of class, and so I uh, I look for talents like that. Like I want to be able to like just sit down on a piano and just play off some mm-hmm. like the flight of the bumblebee or something yeah. out of nowhere, and people are like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" I was just thinking about. I just wanted to belt out songs that <laughs> sing. When you, if you were to try to do a no-handed back backflip, um. There's so many places you can't do that because yeah. you're so tall. I've done them before. Really? Yeah. I, you just stopped one day and you're like, I don't want to no, do this No. So you're like, one's to, enough? Uh, I can run up a wall and do a backflip. That's cool. Um, Especially and, if somebody's chasing you. Yeah. Uh, and then they run straight, straight, straight into the, the wall. wall. Idiot. Yeah. Um, when, I was, when I was probably 18, 19, I got to where I was able to do them. You got really into parkour? Uh, no, I just jumped on a trampoline. I was like, I bet I could do this on the ground. Because I can do a double front flip. Uh, on the trampoline. On the trampoline. Yeah. Uh, or used to. I haven't mm-hmm. done that in years. I, so that's when you do two full rotations. I'm, yeah. Uh, and land Jesus on my butt. Christ. I couldn't land on my feet. Still. My butt. Um, much, you have to get so much air for that. Oh, dude, I'm a trampoline pro. Uh, you don't even know. We should go to trampoline park one day. Mm, Nobody break. else will go with me. I'll go. I want to go to the trampoline Stephanie park. Go. Let's I'll make a rough and tumble yeah. trampoline park day. Somebody's, Anybody else wants to go, we'll set the day. It's just going to be me going around double bouncing kids. Hey, dude, if you bring your, if you bring your uh, girlfriend, we might be able to get that baby out a little early. <laughs> it just drops out. Yeah. Bloop. Oh, boom. Somebody pick it up quick. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Don't crack the baby. 10 second rule. Okay, so. Don't um, crack the baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did a, uh, I, I did a backflip and landed on my head one day. Mm, and I was that. like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Uh, not worth it. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I got I, to where I was like. I was landing on my toes and then falling forward oh. on it. Like I wasn't still. That's still. I was impressive. getting there, but I hadn't perfected it. And then I landed on my neck, and I was like, "This mm-hmm. isn't that." That could have went sour. My life. Yeah. Yeah. I only did. I only landed on my neck once, and it knocked the wind out of me because my chin hit my chest. Yeah. That was a story I was telling you guys about. Uh, well, I only weeks landed and weeks on my ago. neck once as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned um, a lesson. 
I and that was when I was like, oh, you know, I got to go drink some water. This will make it. That's when I thought that if I drank water, it would make my wind come back. Yeah. You know, Christopher Reeves fell on his neck one time as well. <laughs> I take that back. That's not the only time that I fell. I tried. So when I was a kid, I'm still kind of like this. I got into like BMX. And, mm. uh, we had these like dirt bike ramps out by our house. We hear that stuff. <laughs> uh, we had these dirt bike, bike ramps out by the house. And, uh, Did you go into the convenience store and go, hey, in your opinion, what's the loudest can that I can get? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got the highest amount of carbonation. No, I, I do. I, I, I'm an intern for a podcast and they record. Um, they have area mics. So area there, mics? I don't know. Is there, would you, oh, the, this one, the peach tea? Yeah, that's the one I want. Okay. Are you sure it's going to get me fired? Because that's what I need. Peace tea. This one that's going to get me fired. <laughs> it says peach tea. I said peach tea. Uh, I can't read. Oh, but anyways, I tried. Somebody was like, we had these. We had you these can finish opening it. Ramps. I know you're probably thirsty. Oh, now. she stopped that way too. Oh, shit. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead and finish opening it. There it is. We hadn't even gotten to the loudest part yet. I'm glad that I hope you enjoyed that tea. Uh, yeah, because it's the last one you're going to have on the podcast. Because <laughs> you're not going to be on the podcast. Uh, we fired you so much today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie's crying. We made Stephanie cry. Oh, that sucks. New goal every episode. Yep. Um, make Stephanie <laughs> cry one way or another. See how many. See how many different emotions we can make Stephanie cry with. Like I want today. We're making her cry with laughter. Yeah. Tomorrow, next week, I want to make her cry from fear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, then the next week, I want to make her cry from anger. Yeah. I just. Yeah. That's the one I really want to do is anger. Depression. I want to make. I want to make that her so easy, sad though. in yeah. one episode, but not like just a bunch she of, leaves depressed. Right. I want it all to happen right here on air. Yeah. And then, uh, well, that's we just have to play a bunch of uh, of those. Uh, who is it? In the arms of an angel. Uh, there was one that Lizzie showed me that this woman uh, that was like reformed from the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, yeah. Was talking to children about what their idea of God was. Mm -hmm. And this kid asked about what she had done. And she said, what's your biggest regret? Uh, was the, what the kid said. And she said, like, my biggest regret was that we used to protest funerals yeah. and say really terrible things about these people and she starts crying because she's admitting to this this kid starts crying mm. with her and um he's just like i don't know why anybody would ever do something, do something like so that. fucking terrible yeah and then he's like and now yeah. you're a perfectly nice person and i'm like these poor kids are getting fucked up in the head oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah, was like it i was remember her, the granddaughter Joe Rogan's talked about right? it before yeah, yeah mm -hmm. he's mentioned it a couple of times because she's like really an activist now she was even come out and said i don't know like she goes it was indoctrination She's yeah. like, i was just in, it was her grandfather it's brainwashing yeah, yeah. yeah. and her grandfather again was caught uh looking at little boys oh story of my life dude look at the loudest person in the room about uh about what not how, to do yeah and you'll find the child molesting. yeah they're always there like they're always the ones that are it's the same thing with like people that are so freaked out about gays mm -hmm. just because you're a little gay yeah. Or you might be entirely gay. Yep. But again, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You you're just, the only person yeah, that has an issue. You're the with only that. person that finds something yeah. wrong with it. Um, and maybe like your family, or perhaps whatever, depending who, on your background. You know, about, who cares about your family? Um, I mean, who cares about you? Mm -mm. Honestly, just you. So treat yourself nice. And that's the be end like of the, water. That's the end of the episode. We love you guys. 
keep up the support because we're fucking rocking right now. We're owning it. I'm stoked about it. I'm so- Let's keep it up. Fired up. And also, if you're interested in sponsoring any episode or an annual sponsorship or any sort of sponsorship for the for the podcast, we're always looking to um, to um, sponsor great companies that we believe in. Um, doesn't matter. Just shoot us a shoot us an idea. Shoot us a business offer. Whatever. We'll talk about it. We'll see what we can do, and we'll make it work for you. Um, and you know, twenty thirty, Nike's gonna listen to this episode mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? We should have gotten in on that. We sponsor those guys and be like, oh damn it, yeah, we don't damn. do that anymore. Nope. Sorry guys, but um, but sorry, no, Nike. Ideally, you know, if you have, if you're, especially if you're a small business owner or a startup company or something like that, you know, we really want to support that. If you're veteran owned, I'm a big advocate for veteran owned companies and stuff like that. So, um, anything like that, if you guys are interested, we would love to help you guys out and in the same time help us out as well. I have a question. Go ahead. For the world, can strippers advertise themselves? Be can more you be specific. like, can you, can have, do strippers like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you, Shout out my name on your radio show and tell people to come in and see Cinnamon. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, they can do I that. Would. Of course they can. That's like you're building up I a I would clientele. love for a strip club to sponsor us. No, I don't want the strip club. I know. I'm just saying I just want the in stripper. general, like as well, by the way. Like, yeah. I just want strippers. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> are we still going to have a stripper on the life show? Life goal. I want to. Yeah. Or a sex worker, honestly. Any kind of sex worker. I know one. I actually, I actually do know like two. It's probably better that you bring yours on. Hmm than me is it though well <laughs> as long as my kids don't listen uh is it um no but yeah i'd like to i'd like to get the inside scoop on the sex I industry i would too like well no you, know, you mean sex worker like a porn star or it sex could be worker anything. like a street worker it could be anything porn star uh street worker there's girls that have like only fans accounts um yeah. we've talked about that i do know somebody that is a cam girl yeah 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 there's a couple cam girls that i know um, for yeah. the record, I don't know her personally. He, Mitch just sends her uh, fifteen bucks every month. <laughs> yeah, but so here's it's the thing. a subscription, okay? <laughs> she said she was going to nursing school. Uh, no, Julianne knows a cam girl, not I. Um, my brother and his girlfriend tried to get in on that one time, and then my brother got really pissed off because all the guys kept saying, "Hey, can you have your boyfriend leave the room?" <laughs> he got super pissed. <laughs> he was like, hey, he thought it was just going to be him and his chick having sex on camera the whole time. Come to find out that dude just wanted to see her. So, yeah, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, he made her quit. Um, he also uses the word cooter yeah, to describe no, vaginas. And with that, we're going to see you cooters later. Peace. Have a good one. <laughs>